identify yourself. 94.3 WRHD HD1, Farmville, Greenville. The exclusive home for pirate athletics. 94.3 The Game. It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Well, we've got uh, a little bit of scattered showers out there here. What else is new, right? Uh, it is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show on this Tuesday. Shortened week for us uh, here as we had uh, Memorial Day off. Thanks to the guys for uh, putting together a best of. Actually, got a little reaction to the best of. Uh, people oh, yeah. coming back from uh, their holiday weekend, uh, and uh, they were listening to the uh, the best of here on uh, Monday. Coming back in, Chris Cookie Cook, Clark Willis, Woo! all behind. Are you serious, uh, Clark? This, I'm afraid I am. So uh, it is uh, the. <laughs> The Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, look, there's not anybody who's as big an ECU fan as uh, I am. I mean, I it's my alma mater. Uh, they asked me to do games. I'm very blessed to be able to do that. I root for the Pirates before anybody else. And what is crazy is even me being the cockeyed optimist that I am. Ha-ha. I thought it was a long shot for us to uh, host, and I, and I got blown up all weekend, all holiday weekend. I got blown up about are we gonna are we gonna host? If we do this, are we gonna? And it, I just think this year, it, look at the field, look at who's hosting. There's just more depth, especially at the high conference levels of the SEC and the ACC. There's more depth in those leagues. There's just more depth this year. Than, um, than there is. I'm looking, by the way, guys, at uh, the dog. Uh, we don't have a dog. We are watching my brother's dog for two weeks. We got, I, we somehow got stuck with, uh, with that. Uh, not stuck, but uh, we somehow wound up watching the dog for two weeks while they go on vacation. By the way, who gets to take a two-week vacation? That's what I want, a two-week vacation. Um, you so you like here, it way too much. You might not want to come well, back if that. If the vacation. That we're going to take a little. We're going to have a little summertime off here in uh, a few weeks. Oh yeah, right. We're ta- we're we're taking a good amount of time off uh, from the show in a few weeks. So we'll see. But uh, anyway, the one that uh, probably got hosed on the hosting were the Campbell Camels. Always anonymous text line, just saying Campbell should have hosted. Well, yeah, absolutely. Auburn shouldn't have. It, it, based on what's going on at the University of Kentucky, they shouldn't be hosting. Let's start there. Dateline, Lexington. If I can find the story, damn it. Uh, uh, hang on. It's not on this. So, at the University of Kentucky in Lexington, I mean, it's a pretty sizable town. It's a, a you know college town, but it's also a town that gets a lot of major events that come through uh, because of the Rupp Arena there. And 
our guy Ben Upton with the uh, 11.7 podcast reporting uh, today that the uh, there's apparently some kind of music festival going on, a country music festival in Lexington this weekend. So all the hotel rooms are booked in Lexington. So now West Virginia, Indiana, who the Pirates played earlier in the season, West Virginia, by the way, coached by Randy Mazie, who coached at ECU one time, and Ball State are all playing in Lexington in the regional. There are no hotels. So all the players are having to stay, and the staff, the coaching staff, and the members of the staff who are part of the travel party are all having to stay on dorms, in dorms on campus at University of Kentucky. They have like two twin beds in each one of these dorms, and each floor has a 55-foot, 55-inch LED type of uh, screen. I sound like my granddad describing a television. They have a 55-inch television. That's it. There's no TVs in the room, so it's not like a typical hotel setup. You have... Have you, you ever been to summer camp? Like, did you ever go to a summer sporting camp, Cookie? Wrestling, or is this lost yes. on you? Wrestling? Yeah, I was, wrestling? A, I was an amateur wrestler also, yes. Oh, you were an amateur So uh-huh. you guys went to, went to, like, a college, uh, like, summer camp. Yeah. Team I was, uh, went uh-huh. to. Okay. And when you go to the, the college, you probably stayed at a dorm on the campus when yeah, you went to the see, college. Mom, mom was a high school, and, like, I was in middle school, and we went to a high school, so it was probably oh. different. Well, then this is way different. So yeah. if you ever went to team camp, you usually stay at the college and you stay at it. But, I mean, they've got it, – it's nothing there. you got the bed, the two beds, and that's it. Uh, that's pathetic in Kentucky. They deserve to be – they didn't deserve to be a host. I Okay. Based on this story, I would agree with you. So Barstools is reporting, on top of Ben Upton's report, that Kentucky is charging the teams in its regional $185 a night for players to stay in dorm rooms because all the hotels in Lexington are booked for this country music festival. So not only can they not get a hotel, but the University of Kentucky says, we want some more of that NCAA money, and they're charging these schools 185 a night to stay in a room with no television and probably questionable uh, air conditioning. And, and even worse, what are the parents going to do? You know, the family members and the girlfriends and all that of the teams that want to go watch them. Tough stuff. Not good. So that's, uh, that is, the, uh, that is the, the, the starting point, the launching point for us uh, here today. Uh, we've got uh, ECU in the regional, as you know by now, uh, at uh, Charlottesville, a place where the Pirates have been before. There's obviously connections there with Coach Mack, who's the associate head coach, uh, and uh, Cliff's got a very good relationship with uh, UVA's head coach. We're going to hear from uh, Coach Godwin coming up in our second half hour here today on the uh, PJ Show, so looking forward to talking with uh, him. Uh, and we'll get into uh, what it what was a tough, tough deal for the uh, Pirates. Once you get in that loser's bracket, uh, it is uh, virtually impossible to get through. And uh, some real, uh, real interesting stuff from the Pirates, uh, kind of some all-time great stuff there as they uh, tried to do what they could to uh, win. 
And it's Tulane winning with just 19 wins. They're the number four seed in the uh, regional at LSU. Pirates will be taking on Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners were last year's NCAA runner-up. Oklahoma finished seventh in the Big 12. They went one and two in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, they're a lot like ECU last year. They, uh, outside of their tournament exit, they kind of uh, remind folks that I've talked to about uh, some aspects of that ECU team from last year. But Oklahoma's 31-26. and 26. Uh, They were among the last teams in the tournament. Army's also in that UVA regional. They won the Patriot League regular season tournament. They won 38 games. They're batting over 300. And then you got UVA, of course, the number one seed. Pirates are the two seed in the Charlottesville Regional, but uh, the Cavaliers finished second in the ACC. They were knocked out of pool play of uh, the ACC tournament. Basically, when you lose that first game in the ACC tournament, you're kind of done. Uh, 45 wins for UVA on the season, and they lead the nation. They can uh, they can rake 334. Their ERA as a staff is sub-4. So that is uh, what the Pirates have before them. Uh, eight, uh, 7 o'clock will be the airtime on uh, or the first pitch time. And it should work out because UVA and Army are playing at noon. So the Pirates will come back and they'll have a 7 o'clock game against uh, Oklahoma Friday night, 6.45 airtime on 94.3 the game. The Rose Rampants are going to be playing, as we told you last week, in the uh, state championship series for the second time in three years. The uh, three A's will play at the Burlington Athletic Stadium. Interesting that they're sending... The association is sending both the 3A and the 4A series uh, to that antiquated stadium. Think uh, a, a less glamorous Granger Stadium, uh, kind of an old dumpy stadium. I mean, it's fine for what it is in Burlington, but it hasn't had a whole lot of work done to it. It's in kind of an industrial area. There's a park near there, but, I mean, it's it's kind of in a winding area. And they built the stadium there, actually, in Burlington because when – Workers would get off from the textile mills, which, which kind of surround this park. Uh, they would go to the baseball games. It was entertainment in the summer for those that were working in the factories in Burlington, apparently. So it's a story I got anyway years ago. Um, and uh, Rose will be playing there 8 o'clock on Friday night. The Rampants will play West Henderson in game one of their best of three series and will turn around and play at two the next day if they go to a third game or an if game would either be at five or eight on Saturday. So uh, I understand we're bringing you radio coverage. Croft Massey uh, at all will be uh, on the coverage this weekend on uh, 103.7 WTIB. So uh, we'll have rampant baseball for you uh, and uh, and uh, we'll be bringing you uh, the uh, the opportunity for the Rampants to win number eight all time as uh RV and the Rampants are uh, are doing uh, quite well. By the way, here's Cliff Godwin uh, when it was announced that they are going to uh, play at the uh, UVA Regional. Uh, he was talking to the media yesterday. You know, you've been in college baseball long enough uh, that you have a lot of friends. You know, I really, you know, personally didn't want to go to UVA or Clemson because of my ties to Clemson and Barrett and Nick and then UVA goes back to our mentors. We've done this before, you know, several times. That seems like the committee likes for us to get paired up, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to go out there and compete, and that's what we look forward to doing. And uh, Harold Varner III got a win in the uh, Live Washington, D.C. event, which was the biggest and most well-attended 
Liv tournament so far. Liv's actually drawn pretty well this year. And, uh, of course, that was on the CW or the uh, CW.com, uh, uh, the network uh, that the uh, Live Golf is being shown on this year. Uh, our guy David Faraday's on uh, those broadcasts. But uh, the one thing I will say about Live and their broadcasts are they show a lot of golf shots. And I don't think they have any commercials, so that, you know, helps. But, I mean, it's, it's constant golf on the uh, live uh, telecast. And that's one thing, in my opinion, that uh, the other networks get totally wrong most of the time. You don't see enough golf shots on the other coverage. You see about every shot on live, which is great. I think it's the way it ought to be. Uh, So live does a lot of really good things with their production. But Harold Varner III, the winner there, uh, this is from a uh, news report that uh, HV3 talked about Seeking or seizing the opportunity given to him. Knew exactly what I had to do, when I had to do it, how I had to do it. I I love that. That's why you play that moment. You don't get as many in golf, like you know those types of moments. But uh, that was mine. So uh, Harold Varner taking home four million for the uh, live uh, victory. Everybody's wondering why these guys went to live. That's part of it. Uh, wins the DC tournament by a shot over Brandon Grace. Had to uh, birdie the final hole. Uh, HV3 shot 64, 72, and 68. Uh, meantime, at the Charles Schwab, Emiliano Grillo, who? Who knew? Uh, won that uh, less event. But we're actually about to get on a really good run as far as golf goes and interest in the events. Ryan Blaney winning the Coke 600. That snaps a near 60, waste, uh, 60 race winless streak for him. His eighth career victory. And uh, let me see if there's anything else on here. We got something on the sports gambling I want to get to. Um, they had another couple of deaths at Churchill Downs with the uh, horse races uh, this uh, Wait, are you serious? Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, there were a what couple other the races there. What going on? So I have no idea, but, I mean, that's just, it's awful. And what they're doing today is the, the who's over the the – Horse racing in Kentucky was having an emergency meeting today. I guess it took 12 dying in the last few weeks to finally call that emergency meeting. Uh, so, uh, but it, it's just terrible. And, you know, I hear about in the sports gambling stuff here, they want to have, uh, you know, horse racing potentially. <sighs> just don't like it. I really don't. And it, it's just, I mean, when you see these animals uh, dying at the rate that they've died in Kentucky, and there's just no answer. Uh, it, you know, what we will see. Hopefully something will come out of that. Uh, we'll get more into the sports gambling bit for you. We'll also have a pirate report next segment. Cliff Godwin, you'll hear from him more uh, in just a little bit. In fact, uh, we'll talk to him after uh, Cookie's update uh, at the bottom of the hour. So we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back, and we will have uh, for you uh, where sports gambling might very well be in the state, plus uh, a pirate report. We'll hear from some ECU players at yesterday's uh, viewing party event where it was announced that the Pirates are going to the Charlottesville region. All right, uh, welcome back. Nice to have you with us uh, here today. Pirate Report coming your way in uh, a couple minutes. The always anonymous text line from various angles is hopping today. Uh, they talked about Randy Maisie and gave him a nickname would be uh, uh, very upset. I imagine all the coaches are upset about this situation in Lexington. I mean, having to stay in dorms and getting charged nearly 200 bucks a night. But I love the nickname that the guy gave uh, Maisie in the Always Anonymous text line. Can't repeat it. Sorry. Can't repeat it. Um, 
Also getting uh, a text on the Always Anonymous text line. Apparently there's a really good cookie 30 for 30 podcast that ESPN has got that talks about horse racing and dives into a lot of the issues with it. Well, they just so, they need to figure out whatever's going on currently because it seems like every Monday or Tuesday we have this show. There's news of a death over the weekend. Yeah, it's been that way for the last two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. Crazy. It's absurd. I mean, and, and these animals are getting hurt. These horses are getting hurt somehow, some way. I don't. Know, maybe it's overtraining. Maybe it's something at the track. Maybe it's you know something more nefarious. Who the hell knows? But th- th- this is happening. And then they're getting euthanized. They're getting put down. I mean, it's just, it's it's sickening. It's, it's really bad. Uh, somebody uh, also on the Always Anonymous text line not happy about the uh, 4A and the 3A, which uh, in the 4A championship series, Wake Forest has some a yeah, handful of guys going to play D1 baseball, um, all playing at... Uh, at uh, the, the ballpark in Burlington. The other site is uh, sort of the brand-new ballpark for the Coastal Plains League team in Holly Springs. That's like a really, really nice ballpark. That's where the 1As and 2As are playing. And for whatever the reason, um, the, NC- the NCHSAA has put the two bigger classifications in uh, probably the worst facility that's hosting one of these uh, events this year. Um Always anonymous text line saying they could screw up a TV dinner. That's a good line. That's funny. All right, uh, sports gambling, the state of that in North Carolina. And uh, right now, a uh, check of uh, your pirate report before we get into that. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh We'll hear more from Coach Godwin coming up in a little bit, but uh, let's get his opening statement from uh, yesterday, Cut One. Glad we're still playing. I think a lot of people take it for granted when you make it to the postseason. Uh, you know, I was thinking about Mississippi State. They won the national championship three years ago. They hadn't been in the postseason in two years. So um, what we've done here at East Carolina is awesome, and we're just glad to still be playing. All right, Cookie, let's skip ahead to Carter Cunningham. Cut five on the uh, vast soundbite roster today. Uh, Carter Cunningham swinging as hot a bat as anybody in the country. He says he is uh, pumped and ready to go for regional play. Yeah, it's, it's about an hour and a half from home, so I should get some friends and family there. I also played uh, summer ball in Charlottesville this past summer, so I'm familiar with the area. Uh, we're super excited. Coach Calvin says, you know, we don't really care who we play, when we play, where we play. Uh, as long as we play our brand of baseball, we'll, we'll be set. And he says it's not a big deal that the Pirates are not hosting this year. Yeah, I mean, last year was my first year here, obviously, and, and obviously we we have a, a great track record of hosting. Um, the, the vibe was a little bit different, but overall, um, you know, like I said, we don't care where we play, who we play, uh, as long as we play our brand, uh, we'll be set. Um, I'm, I'm, we're super excited that that we're still playing and have this opportunity to to go into a you know another place and get some wins. Josh Moylan says uh, he's glad they are playing a team. Uh, or in a uh, setting where they are uh, somewhat familiar. Yeah, no, I mean I'm excited. You know, postseason baseball is great, and when you when it's a team you've played before, you know, obviously it's fall inter squads that kind of thing. But you know, when you you're familiar with the team and you have to go somewhere, it's it's honestly not a bad spot to go to. And uh, I know I'm excited. I'll have some family there because I'm not too far. But yeah, it should be good. Now that of course they played UVA in the fall inter squads. Uh, they got to play Oklahoma first, and uh, both teams would have to win. 
UVA over Army, ECU over Oklahoma, and uh, none of that is guaranteed. This is Moylan talking about uh, uh, hosting the regionals and not doing it this time around. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's not really nerves. I think we all kind of knew we were going to be in. It's just more of where we're going. But, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I think I might have taken it for granted hosting the regionals and all. You know, you, you see your you don't see your name popping up on the host site. You're like, oh, man, that's a reality. But we've been fortunate enough to be able to do it for a while now. And, you know, I know our fans travel well, and it's, it's you know, it's kind of nice that it's in Virginia. I think we'll have a good amount of fans there. But, yeah, I, I know we're all excited. So the Double R Express, uh, Ryan Robinson, I was texting him today, and the Pirates are getting 200 tickets to this. I can't imagine Oklahoma's going to bring 200 people. They might. I don't know. So that might be a, an entree into getting some tickets. And then uh, Army, I, I don't imagine they would have a huge group of fans with them. But uh, So there's probably ways to get tickets, but uh, that's one of the other parts of this when you're not hosting. It's... One of those things you're you're uh, limited to the tickets, but 200 is what uh, ECU was offered uh, for uh, participating in this regional. Uh, we'll hear from now. We'll now hear from Jacob Jenkins Cowart. Uh, by the way, well, I'll get to that in a second. JJC uh, talks about the history uh, between Virginia, the host, and ECU as well. Yeah, excited to go there. Um, obviously, hey, I have some have some history with them. Uh, I think, was it 17 we won the regional there? 16. 16, yeah. 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 And then uh, we had them here last year, so we also uh, played them in the fall scrimmage this fall. So we've got a good relationship with them, but uh, it'll be good to go there. All right. Uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward says uh, it will be exciting to see new faces and new teams, however. It's definitely different, not hosting, because that's what we're used to here. Um, but, yeah, it's exciting. It's just, you know, seeing some new faces, playing some different teams. Uh, Oklahoma's far away, I think. I've never been that far, so. But yeah, I'm excited to play them. Oklahoma's Danny. far, I think. Yeah, you know, it's pretty far. Yeah, but he thinks. It's pretty far. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Well, it may not be. I mean, I, it depends on how you're getting there. Right? Yeah, no, I've you're been, right. I've, I've been some of Tulsa King this weekend because we've only got. We had a, 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 a little. Preview, my wife signs up for all these home delivery things, and I think through Walmart home delivery, uh, there is a uh, Paramount Plus was attached to it, so we had Paramount Plus. I did not see the Kiefer Sutherland thing I wanted to see. I don't know if I'll have time to see it, because I'm not paying twelve ninety five a month for streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm just not. Despite you thinking I have a ton of money, Cookie, I have to be budget conscious. No, like on. the rest of America. You can now, afford another streaming service. No, I can't. I already pay an ungodly amount of money for TV and Internet because I have to have it for work-related purposes. And I'm not, I mean, I, I pay for Peacock for some reason. You know why I pay for Peacock? WWE, am I right? No. I oh, pay really? for it so we can watch Clark's movie. And my wife said Halloween 9 or whatever he starred in with Jamie Lee Curtis. What was it, Clark? He was in Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Halloween 19, I think it was. And I, I subscribed to Peacock so I could watch Clark's movie a uh, year before, year ago. And I said to my wife, I said, do we want to keep this? She said, oh, yeah, there might be some things on here. We, you know how many times she's watched Peacock since we've subscribed to it? I'm guessing that might be the only time. If this is going That was the only time. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, hey, you got the WWE pay-per-views on there, right? You can watch WrestleMania, SummerSlam. 
Didn't they have, uh, there was a bunch of wrestling this weekend, wasn't there? Seth Rollins is the new, okay, uh, they split up the belts again. Okay. I just think this, like, they're splitting up the belts way too much. So the WWE had a, a pay-per-view or whatever they call it now? Yes. And, is that and, what I'm understanding? And, and now Reigns has still the two belts, and Rollins has a whole new yeah. third world, so I don't know what they're doing, man. doesn't make much sense. And then I guess AEW had a pay-per-view this weekend. Yeah, well. and just more of their crap. And then NXT, according to Twitter, had something as well this weekend, which is a WWE offshoot. So you didn't think I knew all this, did you, Cook? No, I didn't. Um. I couldn't tell you who won anything. I'm just telling you what's what's going on there. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah, all conference, or all tournament members, excuse me, uh, for the Pirates. Danny Beal, there's nobody who's been more lights out than he's been. Uh, we heard from Carter Cunningham and Josh Moylan, both all conference selections, and uh, Jacob Starling, Pirates second baseman. Uh, we'll hear from Cliff Godwin coming up in a bit. Uh, let me find the sports gambling here. Um, sports betters, reading from a WREL article, our guy Chris Murphy who covers this, sports betters in North Carolina have waited years for lawmakers to legalize widespread sports wagering. The wait could soon be over, and a new wait is just beginning. Reading from the article here again, the state Senate is expected to vote tomorrow and Thursday, so Wednesday and Thursday on the current version of House Bill 347, which would allow adults in North Carolina to bet on college professional and other sports on their phone and electronic devices and authorize the creation of an, of eight in-person sports books at venues across the state. So this is one of the other big takeaways for this. The other big takeaway from this is that apparently the House has no uh, problem with what the Senate has added to it, the increased uh, tax rate and some of the other things that they've added. Uh, the Senate committees passed the legislation today. They made additional changes, including giving the Lottery Commission authority to push back the start date from January 8th, the effective date for the legislation. Uh, if the Senate, as expected, moves on the bill this week, it must still pass the House and be signed by Governor Roy Cooper before becoming uh, law. Governor says he will uh, sign it. And uh, so it would seem like, and again, it seems like the House, according to uh, all indications, has no problem with what uh, the Senate has done. Uh, if Cooper signs You're looking at a big sports fan right here. We know, Gov. That could push the start date into uh, mid-June 2024, which would mean it would not be at the Super Bowl this year. Cooper is barking and growling at somebody out uh, of the window here of the home studio. So that is uh, where this is headed. We'll have more coverage on this tomorrow and Thursday. Also... Tomorrow, uh, Mike Mullis, our old friend, will be with us. Molly in the house, as we'll uh, preview the NCAA Charlottesville Regional and uh, the overall NCAA tournament. And Molly has a lot of homework that he's done on the Rose Baseball Series. We'll have more details on that as well. All right, uh, Cookie right now with a 94-3 the game sports update. As uh, we will, uh, don't you want to be on camera, honey? No, she does not. All right, uh, 94.3 The Game Sports Update and Pirate Report with the one and only Chris Cook. Uh, we will have uh, that for you right now. And when we come back, Cliff Godwin joins the Patrick Johnson Show. Cookie, take it away. 
The field is set for the NCAA College Baseball Tournament. East Carolina will make its 33rd NCAA Regional appearance after earning an at-large bid to the Charlottesville Regional. The Pirates will square off at Regional number 3 seed Oklahoma in a first-round game at 7 on Friday evening. Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin on how special it is to still be playing here in the postseason. Glad we're still playing. I think a lot of people take it for granted when you make it to the postseason. I was thinking about Mississippi State. They won a national championship three years ago. They hadn't been in the postseason in two years. So um, what we've done here at East Carolina is awesome, and we're just glad to still be playing. Top seed Virginia will face number four seed Army West Point at noon. ECU's game against the Sooners last year NCAA tournament runner-up will air on 94-3 the game. Wake Forest is the top overall seed after finishing the season with a 47-10 record. North Carolina, Duke, NC State, Campbell, Charlotte, and UNC Wilmington have also qualified. The regionals begin on Friday. East Carolina sophomore Trey Savage has been selected as a 2023 Collegiate National Team roster invitee, according to an announcement by USA Baseball on Tuesday. The right-handed pitcher is only the seventh Pirate in program history to receive an invitation. J.H. Rose advanced to its second state baseball championship series in three seasons. The Rampants now have their opponent for this weekend in the Class 3A NCHSAA championship. Rose will play West Henderson at Burlington's Athletic Stadium this weekend with Game 1 of the Best of Three series set to begin at 8 p.m. on Friday. Over the weekend, ECU golf alumni Harold Varner III winning the Live Golf DC event. I've played with my family well. I've played terrible with my family there. So that that doesn't bother me. You know, they, they make the bad rounds better. The good rounds are just good rounds. Because in 20 years from now, no one's going to remember who won this tournament, who won any tournament. Uh, they're going to remember how you helped them. I've always said that. Um, so, yeah, it's good. But at the end of the day, I really wanted to celebrate with the Range Goats. And that's my team. I'm hurting a little bit for TP. I know he's pretty pissed, but he'll he'll – He'll get better. I just just sucks. I know he's super excited to play today. The tournament saw the largest crowd to attend a live event. Ryan Blaney is celebrating a win at the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The driver of the number 12 car edged out William Byron for the top spot to claim his first NASCAR Cup Series win since 2021. Byron started the race from the pole after qualifying was rained out over the weekend and recorded his seventh top five finish of the season. Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, and Tyler Reddick rounded out the top five finishers. Last weekend's NASCAR All-Star Race winner Kyle Larson came in 30th. Duke fell short of their first ever men's lacrosse national championship title since 2014. The Blue Devils lost to Notre Dame 13-9 in the national championship game on Monday night in Philadelphia. The three-time national champions have now finished as the national runner-up in 2018 and here in 2023. Notre Dame claims its first national championship and takes down Duke, who defeated them in the championship game in 2010 and 2014. And finally, the Panthers are hitting the field for the second week of organized team activities. Carolina will continue OTA offseason workouts tomorrow that will run through Friday. The Panthers are gearing up towards their mandatory minicamp that begins on June 13th. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Listen to this and other shows such as Talk of the Town and Voice the Colors on the new free app from IBX Media for your smartphone. Now available on the App Store and on Google Play. More of the Patrick Johnson Show with head coach Cliff Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. 
Have you noticed? He's in his own little happy hour. We're back to the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the happy hour program. Here's the P-Man. Yesterday, East Carolina found out they are headed to the UVA Charlottesville Regional. That is uh, got a bit of a familiar ring to it for a lot of reasons. And uh, Coach Cliff Godwin back with us today on the Patrick Johnson Show. We appreciate his time always. Coach, it felt like you guys were gone a month. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I think it was like 11 or 12 days. So uh, our guys did a good job on the road handling their business and uh, – you know, we played really good baseball for the most part and, uh, you know, came up a little bit short. But I told our guys uh, Sunday night when we got home that I was extremely proud of them, that a lot of teams would have just packed it in after they lost on Tuesday, especially the way we lost. Uh, you know, it was a tough loss. And our guys didn't. And then you talk about the amount of time we spent at the baseball field. Um, this year is the longest that we've ever spent at the baseball field in Clearwater. I mean, it's just there. Uh, rain delays, light outages, uh, 13 in a game, doubleheaders, you know, you name it, we saw it, which it just kind of helped us because we've been extremely battle tested this year going into the postseason. Well, I think that's one of the things that just comes to mind. There's a belief in this team, no matter what the scenario, what, uh, the situation, they're just going to go out and do everything they can to, to claw back into games if they're behind, uh, and uh, and if the odds are stacked against them, they're not going to give up. They're going to keep coming. Absolutely. I mean, we uh, you know got down in a lot of the games. We're able to come back. Um, in some games, we got down multiple times. Um, it's like the South Florida game. The uh, I guess that would be the third time we played them. In the tournament, you know, we got down four nothing, then we got down three runs, and we just kept coming, and uh, you know, we're able to win that game. I think fourteen to seven. So, a lot of resiliency shown by our team. And uh, Tulane uh, with the uh, the win and the championship, and that means a couple of uh, representatives out of the American. So there is there is uh, that. Uh, what about Tulane? You know, how did they kind of catch fire? We obviously know they can hit. But where did they catch fire in the tournament in your mind, Coach? To be honest with you, I didn't watch a lot of their games. So uh, you'd have to – you probably know better than me. Um, they did swing the bats well. Um, you know, they turned around some of the pitchers that are older guys that maybe don't have, uh, you know, future professional baseball. Um, they threw a lot of pitches, and they pitched again against us, um, which is fine. I mean, that's not why we lost. We didn't play good. We uh, were mentally and physically fatigued, and we just couldn't get to play to the best level um, of who we are. Just, I mean, you talk about the gauntlet that we ran through, and as tough as our kids are, there's also a breaking point, and I just felt like we could not. Once we got down 3 nothing, we took the lead, and then they got ahead. We just didn't have another yeah. comeback in us. and. That's why we were trying to almost clear the bench and put fresh players in there because, uh, you know, our guys were, I mean, what Wilcoxon did, I mean, he caught every inning of that gauntlet that we ran through. I mean, I don't know that there's many catchers in the country that could do what he did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, just a gutsy performance by the Pirates all the way around. It, it seems like every time, uh, Coach, that we get to the postseason, one way or the other, there's going to be – a LeClaire tie or someone that East Carolina's got some familiarity with or some history playing. Uh, coach Mack, in the case of uh, UVA's, their associate head coach, and I know it was another one of the guys in this sport that's real instrumental 
in, in you know you as a baseball player, but also you as a, a coach? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no uh, you know secret to what Coach Mack has meant to me. Um, he coached me here. He's a mentor. Um, you know, the highest praise I can give if I were to ever get married, he'd stand at my wedding. Um, and his family is, I mean, I'm part of his family. He would tell you that. And, uh, you know, Brian O'Connor too. I mean, we were on the Team USA staff in 2018 with Paul Maneri and, uh, went to Cuba together and spent, you know, pretty much a month together. And he's a great guy. And, um, you know, Kyle Till, the catcher for UVA was on the USA team this past summer. And so was, uh, Geloff, so uh, a lot of connections. Um, you know, we do play Oklahoma first, so the UVA connection is there, but we we got to worry about Oklahoma before we worry about anybody else. Absolutely, and this is a, a team that uh, in Oklahoma that uh, obviously runner-up in the nation last year. So, I mean, this is uh, this is a they've got some arms, uh, and uh, of course, when you just get to this time of year, and I think. Uh, Coach Godwin, more than than any other year, just the depth of the field might be the the greatest it's been, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, the the uh, just the talent level. Teams are older um, with the COVID years and the transfer portal. It, it's super competitive. It's highly competitive um, across the country, and um, this time of year, as I told our guys, everybody's good, and you know the media will talk about this regional being super hard, this one being easy, and you can throw all that crap out the window because it's postseason baseball, and, uh, you know, everybody's going to be playing their best at this time of the year. And uh, another one of the places that ECU was maybe linked to, murmured about, you, you remarked about this yesterday, but obviously there's the ties to Clemson as well, and, and they're hosting, and, boy, what a turnaround they've had uh, in, uh, in, in their season, Clemson has. So, again, there's just a lot of uh, – a lot of rooting interest, I would think, for Pirate fans beyond East Carolina, and there's just other teams you'll root for when they're not playing the Pirates. Absolutely. I mean, Eric and Nick uh, being their first year and to really have a rough start, and, you know, I think it was the second or third weekend, UCF went in there and swept them, um, and, you know, things didn't look good. and They just stayed the course and kept being the great coaches they are and the team has played unbelievable. I mean, they're probably the hottest team in the country right now, and I don't think anybody wants to face those guys. You know, uh, and, and one of the, the great interviews that I had the privilege of doing was when uh, we talked to you and Backage at the same time. Uh, I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago, but uh, uh, what, he, what what you guys were great. And uh, it's just, when you look back, the Coach LeClaire, and we've talked about it so many times, Coach, just the Coach LeClaire uh, tree especially in in this postseason, I mean, it's pretty broad. It is, for sure. Um, you know, Lynn and and, and uh, the family are coming up to Charlottesville, which she's just a, an angel of a human being. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if she would stay down just because she lives right outside of Clemson and because Eric and Nick were hosting. And, you know, she texted me like it, there was no question that she's coming to our <laughs> regional. So that's pretty special. And, uh I just appreciate her and what she means to, to me and what she means to Pirate Nation. Coach, uh, it, it certainly any time that you see your name on the board of the watch party and, and all of that, and we had some great video from that uh, yesterday, uh, it's still pretty exciting, isn't it, to get this time of year? Well, it is. And, you know, our fans need to realize uh, 
that, uh, and I, I just say this because we've been spoiled because of what our players have done here and what our coaches have done here to be able to host four straight regionals. And, of course, everybody, that's one of our goals is to host a regional and host a super regional. But that's not that's that's not normal. You know, like you look across the country, and I just use Mississippi State for an example, but they won a national championship three years ago, and they haven't made the SEC tournament the past two years. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss won the national championship last year. They're not in the postseason. And to know that your name's going to be called and not sit there and go, I don't know, you know, it's awesome. To have 45 wins, it's awesome. Like our guys have put together a great body of work. And, uh, you know, like I said, they're battle-tested. They're ready to go. Um, so we're excited to just be playing. You know, it's, it's fun to still be playing in June. It's not fun when you're sitting home in June. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, what will the uh, kind of the week from today on to you depart to Charlottesville look like? Um, our guys are lifting this morning. Um, and then uh, we're going to have a little team meal, and then we're going to take them bowling this afternoon. And okay. um, tomorrow we'll practice tomorrow morning here, um, get them some food, and then we'll head out around one thirty tomorrow to head to Charlottesville because we practice at 11.30 on Thursday in Charlottesville. There you go, a little bowling. Uh, nice uh, nice distraction and diversion for the guys uh, to, and a little team building too. Is there a particularly good bowler? On the roster that you know. Supposedly, Josh Mullen has his own uh, ball and shoes, so uh, I think guys should be worried worried about him. Supposedly, he's a ringer. That does not surprise me in the slightest bit, actually. <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest bit. Uh, you know, by the way, uh, Moylan, another one of those guys. It's just what a what a year he's put together. Uh, you mentioned Will Cox, and there's just just guys. Just uh, again, I, I can't. Tell you how impressed I am, Coach, with and how proud I am of, of the program and how uh, the guys just kept coming this weekend. And I mean, could have, as you said, packed it in. So uh, I know everybody's ready to roar and ready to go. Uh, when you look at it, I know it's pretty simple, but you know, if you had to pinpoint or you know go in the direction of a couple of things, Coach, uh, for success in the postseason, what will it be for ECU? Be ourselves, not do anything differently. Um, go out there and play our brand of baseball and uh, show up, compete, uh, you know, those things. I mean, the things that we've done all year, I think teams get themselves in trouble when they try to do something different. We're not going to try to do anything different. We're just going to be ourselves. Ought to be a heck of a game, ECU and Oklahoma, on uh, Friday night. Coach, uh, thank you for the time again today. Really appreciate it. Best of luck, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in Charlottesville. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it, buddy. Yep, thank you. Cliff Godwin with us uh, here. Really appreciate Coach G with the uh, time uh, as uh, ECU will be leaving tomorrow for the Charlottesville Regional. The gambling uh, on baseball situation uh, at Alabama has actually touched a uh, team in the American. Uh, This was something that came out last week, and uh, we'll give you the very latest on it right after these words. So, uh, Pat Forty, Ross Dellinger, uh, has been on the show a few times. Richard Johnson, all from, uh, SI reporting last week about, uh, a father, one of the Cincinnati Bearcat pitchers connected to this gambling scandal, the, uh, gambling scandal. Scandal? That, yep, that, uh, created the, uh, coach for Alabama to be dismissed. One of, uh, 
the people involved activity is uh, the connective thread between simultaneous NCAA investigations of baseball teams in Alabama and Cincinnati. Three coaches have been fired. Sports Illustrated again reporting this. Bert Eugene Neff Jr., who's from Indiana, placed wagers that raised suspicion at the sports book at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati before an Alabama LSU baseball game in late April. Sportsbook, sportsbook surveillance indicated Neff was in communication with the Crimson Tide head coach Brad Bohannon at the time he placed the wager. Bohannon, of course, was fired on May 4th. Since, two Cincinnati staffers, assistant coach Kyle Sprague and their operations director Andy Nagel, were terminated on uh, May 17th for what sources say was knowledge of Neff's gambling activity, which the men did not report to school administrators. Seems like there's a little more to the meets the eye there. The school launched an internal review on May 8th and publicly acknowledged the dismissal of Sprague and Nagel on May 24th. It is not clear whether Neff placed wagers on Cincinnati games. Now, uh, Andrew Neff is a pitcher for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, Bert Neff is a former college pitcher at Louisville in Indiana and was involved as a coach and administrator over the years with youth, youth baseball teams in central Indiana. Uh, sources describe him as well-connected within youth baseball and college baseball realms. Uh, Neff did not respond to a request for comment from SI. Cincinnati dismissed coaches could not speak directly, uh, could not be directly reached to speak on the matter. Nagel declined to comment through his attorney, Cincinnati, itself returned, uh, referred to their statement that they had released last week. So this is uh, interesting that Cincinnati uh, has some involvement in this situation, this uh, gambling deal. And again, you know, there's some people who are going to point to this and say, oh, look at the ills of sports wagering. Well, no, this got caught. And it's because they had a system in place that it got caught. And that's what's going to come with uh, the uh, inevitable legalization of sports gambling in North Carolina. Again, that will be voted on uh, in the Senate tomorrow and Thursday. Thanks to Cliff Godwin for being with us. Congrats to the Pirates for getting to another regional, their 33rd all-time. Woohoo! And uh, we will have uh, Mike Mullis on tomorrow. Break down the regional. He'll look at the high school baseball championship series that Rose is involved in against West Henderson. So uh, we'll bring that to you tomorrow. See you in the morning on Talk of the Town, 1037-96.3, IBX Media app, back here at 5 tomorrow for another exciting live edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a great evening, everybody. Pirates will be heading to Charlottesville, Virginia this weekend for the NCAA tournament. This is the Pirate Report on 94.3 The Game. Sponsored by the IBX Pirate Partners, Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood, Fantastic Sam's Cut in Color, and Caribbean Emerald Isle.